Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not Real Art, the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're here. Man One, Mr. X, coming at you. Into his house. <laughs> I wonder if we sound as good as we think we do. I'm guessing not. You think you sound good right now? Oh, God. I hate the sound of my voice. Oh. That's okay. the other irony yeah. of of the fact that we are now podcasting right. and that I'm podcasting. At least I have the the face for podcasts. <laughs> yes, I definitely have the face for radio. That's awesome. It's yeah, very funny. So we have that that going for us. Oh man! So in you know in an earlier episode, you talked about the uh, art world being shady as fuck. Yeah, it um, still is. By the way, <laughs> it hasn't changed. Well, hundreds of episodes in, nothing it's, has changed. Nothing has changed. And um, but you know, it raises a interesting conversation about ethics in the art world you know who's got them yeah if anyone oh god well, um i don't know who's the most corrupt <laughs> artists or dealers collectors well it could be um it could be anybody but um the art world is just it it is shady it is shady as fuck. What's the shadiest shit you've seen? Ah, <clears throat> uh, that's that's wow, that's loaded because it's there's so much to unravel there. Um, for example, um, I've heard of gallery owners who opened up a gallery because they were actually collectors. And they were trying to figure out a way to pay less money for the art they're buying. So if they opened up their own art gallery, then they could buy everything at 50%, right? Right. Sure. Off retail. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, that's, you know. If the artist is still getting their 50%. Then you're you're like, okay, well, then that's, you know, it's not that shady, right? Mm. I feel like there's a but coming. But what if... You negotiate the art and tell the artist to go down even lower on his price because, um, you know, this young artist, you know, doesn't know anything, know any better, but he's advised by the gallery owner that if he sells at less, like don't sell at 300, sell at 100 because then you'll sell everything, you know? But little does the artist know that 
Sure. The person who's going to buy all the artwork is the guy who's negotiating him down. Right. So you go to these galleries and all of a sudden it's like red dots everywhere. And you as the consumer or as the attendee of the event don't realize that all that art is being bought by one person. Yeah. And that one person is the owner of the gallery. Right. Um, and the artist finds out at the end of the day, oh, I just got swindled. Yeah. And that shit's <laughs> going to come out. I mean, eventually yeah. the artist is going to realize, oh, yeah, this guy bought all my stuff. But here's the thing. Artists are like so fucked up that a lot of artists are like, well, he did buy a lot of my artwork. So, you know, I'd rather make a hundred instead of zero. Right. Even though I could have made 300 somewhere else. Right. So, um, it's one of those things where there's a lot of shady shit happening, um, all the time, different, different ways. But, you know, I think artists hold some of the blame too. You know, I don't think it's just like, I don't think it's collectors taking advantage of them or galleries taking advantage of artists, you know, artists are fucking stupid sometimes, you know, and don't have a lot of, a lot of artists I know, they're scared to stand up for their own fucking shit. Like, and that, that I never understood. It's like, um, this is your art. This is stuff you created. You, you know, it's your fucking blood, sweat and tears. And you're going to let someone else dictate how to sell it, where to sell it, how much to sell it for. Come on. You know, it's like your shit. This is the the art is one of the the purest things in terms of like, it's nothing and you created something. Right. So you should have 100% control over all of it. Right. And it doesn't have to be overly complicated. No. Right. So, um, and I know we want to make it complicated and I know there's not a a one size fits all or perfect formula or what have you, but in my opinion, one very simple way of handling this, if I'm an artist, and again, I'm not saying this is a perfect solution. Yeah. I'm just saying this is an idea, but I think it has merit. Right. Okay. Tell me to fuck off if you disagree. But so most people in life make a salary, mm-hmm. right? Or an hourly wage. Sure. You know, and, you know, a lot of res- sort of white collar professional professions out there you know outside of finance i mean finance if you're in finance or work on wall street or a hedge fund guy or whatever you god knows what you're making yeah but you know if you're a lawyer or a doctor or, you know real estate person or whatever you know you're making anywhere from seventy five thousand dollars to probably a million dollars you know but probably on average a lot of folks are making 150 200 250 dollars whatever right. yeah just making up numbers um <clears throat> but there's still only 40 hours in a week i mean you know, nine to five, most people work, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60 hours uh, a week. Yeah. Um, now some of this gets to kind of quality of life. So like imagine, you know, if you're an artist, it's a calling and you probably are working, you know, whenever and however you want to work. So you're probably working a lot more than 40 hours. Yep. But let's just, for example, sake, say you want to maintain a quality of life. Um, you want to work 40 hours a week. Right. And let's say you want to make, you think $150,000 is a good wage. You know, if I, if I can make $150,000, sure. I'm good. Right. Then it's a basic math, right? Yeah. You divide the 150, <laughs> right? Yeah. By 52 weeks a year, right? You figure out what the, what the hourly wage is for the, yeah. for the, you know, 40 hours a week. I'll figure it out. So what is it? 
Okay, so $150,000. Yeah. Okay, divide that by 52 weeks. That's uh, $2,884 and some change. Okay, now divide that by 40. Divide that by 40. All right, that's 72 and 12 and 12 cents. $72 so $70 an hour and 12 cents. Okay. So there you go. So $72 an hour. So now you can break that down. You have a day rate or a week, whatever you want to do. But if a painting takes you eight hours, yeah. then whatever eight times 72 is. 576. There's your minimum price. For the painting. Yeah. Minimum price. Right. All you need to do is track how many hours it takes you. Right. And you figure out what that number is. Charge 50 bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. That's not rocket science. It's a very basic <laughs> formula. Right. And a artists suddenly are making a decent living. Cause if you're making $150,000, you know, but you know, you don't necessarily tell the gallerist or whoever, or the, the, the buyer. Sure. You know, that you're charging 500. You just know, you're not going to take anything less than that, right? Right, right. So you charge a thousand, you double it, or whatever it is. But sure. I mean, this isn't rocket science, right? And you know, for artists to have shame or any shame whatsoever in charging a fair, because I'm talking about a fair market right. rate. I'm not right. talking about gouging. Yeah, I'm not talking about fucking anybody or trying to overcharge. I'm talking about a fair market rate. Sure. Well, there's nothing about the art market that's fair. <laughs> Is right. the problem. Yeah. You know? Sure. Because. Here I go again being idealistic. And yeah. Romantic. But I, I will agree with you that that artists should, should have a bottom line number. Right. And never, never, never go below that number. Because that's where the problem is. Right. Because you can make as much money as you fucking want. If you want to ask a million dollars for painting. Yep. And it sells for a million dollars. God bless you. Okay. But. If you if you give a number and then you keep going down and you go below it and you go below it and then then you're fucked because once you start going down you can never go back up. Well, but your point is a, a an important one because as soon as you don't have a bottom line, mm-hmm. the ethics go right out the, right totally. out the window. Yep. The bottom line, holding the bottom line helps to hold people to a certain ethic, a certain standard right that you know if you know what that standard is you can't be exploited or taken advantage of and people can't lie cheat still right um so you know and 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 so much about the art world is about negotiations right because so much of life but especially the art world. but especially i mean when you go to work if you have a nine-to-five job you're you're not going in there negotiating with your boss every day, right? He's giving you fifteen bucks an hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. or he's right. giving you twenty five bucks an hour, right? But you don't have to go in there every day and right. say, you know, right. I really want to make thirty, but you know, I'm ha- I'm sure. I'm cool with twenty, right? Well, welcome to the art world. The art world is every single time you sell a painting, you're negotiating. Every single time you get a project, right. you're negotiating. Well, and here's the deal, right? For those artists who are uncomfortable negotiating, guess what? You don't have to be. Yeah. There are books. There mm-hmm. are there are classes. Yeah. You know, negotiation, the basic principles, strategies around good good negotiation. That's right. 
is well established. This isn't rocket science. Like it's, you know, like you don't have to guess. It's all there in a book. Yeah. You know, and there's some basic concepts, some basic ideas that you don't, that if you use, you, you don't take, get taken advantage of. The only book I don't recommend is The Art of the Deal. That's the only one. That one is a shitty, shitty negotiations. Why? <laughs> Why? From what I understand, the author's done very well for himself. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, there's a lot of other good books on right. negotiating. Right. But, you know, the thing is that this bottom line, I, I always trip out when artists um, don't have a bottom line. Because, you know what? They end up doing shit for free. And I'm like, how do you go from you're charging thousands of dollars for something to justifying doing it for free at the end of the day? How, how do you make that leap, you know? And the bottom line is there is no bottom line, <laughs> you know? These artists are just like, I just, you know, it, it goes from like, wow, this is a cool opportunity and I want to make some money. Wouldn't it be great to make this? And then, okay, well, that's not going to happen probably. So why don't I just settle for that? Well, that doesn't look too good. Fuck it. As long as I can do the job, I'll just do it. Even if even if I'm not getting paid. Right. Because maybe next time I'll get paid. Well, one of the basic Never concepts works. in negotiating is to, um, well, A, know what your bottom line is, but never give up your right to walk away. Exactly. Totally. Say no. Yep. You know, I mean, um, yeah. that... that level of self-respect mm-hmm. and playing hard to get, yeah, you know, um, goes a long way in establishing the value. And what a lot of people don't understand, a lot of artists don't understand, if you say yes to something, if you say yes to doing free work or, or not charging a fair market rate, what have you, right? not only do you devalue the work that you do, but you devalue your whole profession. Right, yeah. It impacts every, all the other artists. Mm-hmm. And I've always been amazed at um, what a uh, um, what you know within you know among artists um, uh, what that that um, it's sort of every man or woman for him or herself. Yeah, like like the fact that that there <laughs> you would think artists would. Um, I don't know, have more camaraderie and more um, mutual kind of um, support or, or what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like more, more of a, more of a, a team effort, right. You know? Um, and uh, it, it seems at the end of the day, you know, like any, like most people, I guess, you know, artists don't have that, um, that solidarity um, no. that you, that you might imagine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the other thing is, um, <clears throat> when you say yes to everything, you know, you end up doing shitty work, right? Because um, if you're doing stuff, like for example, I've had artist friends tell me, "Oh, I did this job, you know, uh, for X amount of dollars. I know it was kind of low, but I didn't do a lot of work, you know, or I didn't, I didn't put all my heart into it, or, you know." I, I, I slacked off a little bit on it. Well, is that what you want to be producing? Do you right. want do you want to be producing half ass work? That's what you want to be known for? Right. So guess what? If you start doing half ass work, people will notice you're doing half ass work. Yeah. And when they have full budgets, right. they're gonna hire artists 
who <laughs> will do it the right way, right? Not half ass, you know. Well, and and you know, I I came up through um, you know the commercial art side and the agency world and so on and so forth. And um, one of the little tricks that you do on that in that world is you link deliverables to fees. Because I mean, at the end of the exactly, day, the, yeah. the conversation is classic. Because I mean, at the end of the day, the buyer is always going to try to negotiate a lower mm-hmm. price. I don't care what totally. industry you're talking yep. about. And the seller is always going to try to, or should always try to negotiate the highest price. Yep. In this case, artists don't do that. No. Right. Um, but in, you know, in the commercial art world and the sort of creative services world and sort of, you know, design firms and so on and so forth, you link deliverables to fees. So for example, mm-hmm. just making up numbers here, but, um, oh, okay. The budget's 10 grand. Okay. Well, um, well, we, we, we need three concepts. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. You need three concepts. Well, the, the, that'll cost you 15 grand. Well, we only have 10 grand. Okay. Well, that's two concepts. Right. You know, like how does that translate into the world of, of art or muralism or whatever? It's like, oh, well, we only have five grand for that mural. Well, then the mural can only be so big. Right. It can still, I can still rock that wall. I'm still, I'm not going to compromise my, my level of quality or artistic integrity. I just can't paint that big of a wall for that amount of money. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? It's true. How do you, what are those dials that you can turn up or down? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean that I, you know, you just explained how I pretty much got my whole career started yeah. working with brands. Um, <clears throat> you know, one of my biggest, uh, earliest clients was Coca-Cola. And when Coke, um, hired me to do murals, um, you know, the very first meeting we had when just, you know, they were flat out. They well, it's funny because the first they asked me, right? <clears throat> this is big, big, powerful Coke reps from New York flew out to LA, and I'm talking to them, and and um, they're like, "Well, what do you charge for a mural?" And I said, "Well, how big is the mural?" Well, a mural like this, and they show me some pictures, and I'm like, "Well, you know, probably started about three grand, or you know, whatever." And they say, "Okay, well." We don't have three grand for a mural, you know. We have eight hundred dollars for a mural, <laughs> right? And I was—it it was so crazy because I'm here talking with Coke, thinking you know they're talking like they're big shit. Oh sure. And they're offering me eight hundred dollars a mural. Yeah. Right. Now, mind you, I'm like my early twenties or whatever. Right. Right. And so, um, they said, but we we there's no way we can. We already have a budget, and it's eight hundred dollars a mural. But you're gonna do 15 murals every every summer for us, you know. So, you know, my first instinct was to say, "Fuck you! I'm walking out of here." Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have millions of dollars, and you're trying to give me this fucking bullshit, yeah. you know, fee. So my first instinct was to say, "Fuck you." But number one, I knew that if I said "fuck you," they'd hire someone else mm-hmm. for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. So I said, you know, how can I turn this into a win-win or a positive for me? Right. And I said, you know, obviously working with Coke will give me some prestige, will give me some, you know, kind of clout in, in the ad world or whatever. And I said, um, and we'll be obviously a good foot in the door. So I said, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. Right. That's another thing. You always tell people you want to think about it. Never right. just give it up right there. So I thought about it. And I said, in my own head, if I'm making $800 a day, if that's my rate, $800 a day, 
is that good? Is that good money or not? Right? right. And at the time, you know, um, young, my 20s, no kids, just got married. I'm like, you know what? 800 bucks a day is pretty good. Yep. So what can I accomplish in a day's work? Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> so I figured if, if no matter what piece of artwork they give me, if it's eight feet by 10 feet, eight feet tall by 10 feet wide, mm-hmm. right? Um, I can do that every day, you know, any day, every day, you know? Right. Um, and um, I don't have to worry about it. It's eight, I'm making 800 bucks a day. So if I do 10 murals in 10 days and I'm getting eight grand, fuck it. It's worth yeah. it. So that's what I went back to them and I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to, cause they were not going to budge. You know, I, I came down and said, well, what if I, what if you did, what if we did 1500 a mural? They're like, nope, we only have 800. So no matter what I said, you know, they were, they were firm with that number. So I said, okay, um, I'll, I'll agree to $800 a mural, but the mural can be no, no larger than eight by 10. And they were like, sounds good to us, you know? So that was the deal. Right. So next thing you know, I'm doing 15 murals every summer for 800 bucks a mural, which is not, it's, it's pretty shitty if you look at what, you know, the size of Coke, but that, that turned into a 10 year, um, engagement with them. So I did that for 10 years and bigger than that, all these other opportunities came in yep. that were, that had nothing to do with his art program. So I got to do, I got to paint the their museum in Las Vegas. I got to paint, um, you know, their, um, uh, their, their offices and headquarters in Atlanta. I, I went to Texas. I went, I traveled all over the world. Uh, well, sorry, not the world, all over the country doing Coke murals and for my own fee. So that was another thing was this price that I gave them was a very specific price only for that particular project. Sure. Anything outside of that project was renegotiated. And guess what? They gave me whatever I asked for at that point. You know, so when I did a mural for 10 grand, they wouldn't even blink because I was already vetted. Right. They knew I was, you know, yeah. doing good work. I was already in the system, so to speak. Right. Sure. So Proving I, I resource. Yeah. So I, I, I was able to flip it and, and use it to my advantage. Yep. You know, um, and then it was very simple because, for example, one time they had me do four murals on one wall. Right. They want they, they wanted me to do the entire wall. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's bigger than eight by ten. You know, so I'll 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 charge you for four murals. Right. Because it's the size of four murals. Right. You know. Right. And so they were like, OK, that makes sense. So they, they could you know, I was able to break it down to them so that they can figure it out and make sense for their fucking budget, you know. The irony of this conversation is that it's making me thirsty for a Pepsi. <laughs> oh, man. All right, my friend. Cool. Great hanging out. For Thank sure. you for uh, talking shit. It's, artist. it's an artist tip. It's always a pleasure <laughs> to sit down with you, my friend. You have a beautiful evening. All right, you too, brother. Later. Peace, Peace out.